Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. So my first game, uh, my first my first preseason game was the Portland Trailblazers. They had people proceed coming to trap me. I was like, damn, man, it's going to be tough being out here, man, for, for this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. My people, people of the culture, people of sports, lifestyle, and culture. Slick presents Point God Podcast. The Point God Podcast. Shout out to iHeartMedia. Hoops and Brew behind the wheel. It's your boy, BD, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle, a.k.a. Too Easy. And this is the Point God Show. The Point God Show is a show that expresses and dives deep into a conversation into the minds of what it takes to be a point God. Creativity leadership, personal development, mental fortitude, style, grace, one of one, carving out your intelligence, leading the team, being the focal point, and at the same time, becoming a one of one. And that's what makes you a point God. Now, you know I'm already excited. We rolling. We rolling right now. Y'all know we rolling right now. Here we go. I'm just going to bring in the intro. I'm going to let y'all I'm going to let y'all figure it out. 6263 200 205 You know what I mean? 190 Shadow Mountain Pioneer Legend Give this man his statue Arizona Basketball Freshman year NCAA Championship Freshman year NCAA Championship The Word Living up to the hype and more. When we talk about a point God and you talk about leadership, when you talk about resiliency, when you talk about smarts, when you talk about uncanny, when you talk about remarkable, when you talk about clutch. I like to call this man the baker because he knows what to provide for his customers. When I was a young kid growing up playing basketball, I saw another young kid who was older than me handle 
himself like a professional. He is a startup CEO when it comes to being a point guy. If you want your staff and your team and your operators and your people to know who they are, when they are, when they need it, you come to the CEO, the baker. Ladies and gentlemen, he was the second pick by the Vancouver Grizzlies. He went on to play for the Sacramento Kings, Miami Heat. He was my teammate in New York. When I went down, my brother, my big bro, a dude I looked up to, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody, my baby. <laughs> oh, they going crazy. Hey, Bib, what up? I appreciate having me, man. Hey, Bib, come on, man. I appreciate it. Quit playing. I was wondering why it took so long. You explained to me. I, you know, I forgive you for that, man. I forgive you for that. <laughs> I was wondering why it took so long, though. I appreciate you having me nah, on. Nah, man, this is all ebb and flow, you know. <clears throat> Welcome yeah. to the Point God Show. The Point God, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Bibby, you know, a orchestrator, a CEO. Man, just diving right into it, like, you know, coming up in Arizona, right? Uh, you know, people mistake Arizona for being soft because of the weather. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) talk about a young Mike Bibby, right, growing up, Mm -hmm. and and who was it, what was it, when was it that somebody was like, yo, here's a gift, go do it, you know what I mean? And then when Mm -hmm. did you figure out, like, yo, this is what I want to do? Well, growing up here, you know, like I, like you said, no one really gave us a chance back in my day. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we had probably two AAU teams. Um, no, no one from Arizona could play. You know, that's what that's what the talk was. No one could, from Arizona could play, and it was always L.A., Chicago, New York. Those are, and, and you know, maybe Texas a little bit towards the end, but no one really gave us a chance. So, I mean, we were kind of flying under the radar. Uh, I knew. I knew I was pretty good player when I was, I was bigger than everybody else. I was about ten, nine, 10 years old. And I, I, you know, I had the biggest Jersey on the team. So I grew faster than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I played center on defense, but you know, with the point guard on offense. So I knew, I, I knew I had a special gift. And once I got older, um, I was better than everybody else out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could see it. Yeah. And, you know, I got my first, offer when I was in eighth grade from Notre Dame. Wow. Uh, and then once I started getting the freshman year, you know, I never looked at myself like that. I just wanted to play basketball. And once school started coming after me, I was like, wow, they, they really want me to come to the school. Yeah. And, you know, but I've always, 
I've always been tough. You know, I, I'm like that, that raw, that stuff on the court of smiling and doing all that shit. I never yeah. did that. No, you know never. what I mean? It was, it, it, it was always. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> you never did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just the way that I played. You know what I mean? It was just like, no, I, I mean, even if we were boys or whatever, I'll talk to you after the game. You know what yeah. I mean? Just to. I think it showed kind of a weakness. Yeah. You know, back in our days, just, you know, I mean, even if you were cool with them, it showed a weakness, I thought. And and that's why I've always, you know, kept quiet. If I, if I said something, it would just so me and he, him could hear not so the whole TVs could see and all that stuff like that. But, um, you know, I played basketball growing up my whole life, whether it was on an eight foot hoop, Mm -hmm. um, Going to a park, park, parks done. Go to the next park. I played basketball. I, it was I wasn't training all the time. Right. I was playing playing basketball. Right. You know, against older guys and stuff like that. And I think that's what got me ready to being tough, taking L's. You know, being roughed up and, and, and doing that happen. Like I said, it's different from L.A. You know, I mean, it's a lot more guys that came out of L.A. than Arizona. But um, I think once I got my name out there and showed people that could play, because I remember Slam Magazine. They were talking shit about me on um, on one of the magazines. It's like the All American yeah. team was coming out, yeah. and they, they did not want to put me in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was either between me or Shaheen Holloway, right? And they, and they always and kept going back. Everything was an East Coast bias. Yeah, yeah. So they so they didn't want me in there, but they had to put me in there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because everybody else had me. Everybody else had me top five, you know, the best point guard in the country. So dog, they you had was, to do hey, it. Dog, you was you was that guy for one. You know what I mean? And you kind of like that. you kind of like broke the mold, right? Say Cotton mm-hmm. had came early, but you really like broke the mold because I remember shit in Vegas. Uh, I, I had to be like a sophomore or something like that uh, when you was playing in the Vegas Christmas tournament. Uh huh. Remember uh-huh. that? And you had like yeah. 48, 24, <laughs> 12, 8. I was like, Lord, have mercy. Like, I'm like, what, what, what is he out here doing that he's not out here doing? And how is the ball in? Like, Lord, have mercy, yo. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. What is he out here doing that he's not out here doing? And how is the ball in? Like, Lord have mercy, yo. It's a lot. It's a lot. We played. um, I know you remember Paul Westhead, right? Mm -hmm. Paul Westhead. So that was our offensive style in high school. We averaged 98 points a game. Wow. So I was getting 35 a night when I was a junior, 30, 35 a night when I was a senior, but That's we crazy. put points on the board. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and it was always gaudy numbers, just the style we play. You know, we'll pick you up full court, um, shoot any shot you like, just play hard defense and just try to outrun the team, outscore the team. That's what we played. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me, it's like, all right, you growing up, you're the best in Arizona. You know what I mean? I want to get into like mm-hmm. moms and like, you know what I mean? Moms and like mm-hmm. your brothers and just like how you came up. Cause you, you, you talk about, you mentioned it. Like you, you won, it wasn't no talking. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't no talking to Mike Bibby, dog. It wasn't no trying to punk Mike Bibby. It was just like, bro, you better just go play your best game and be uh-huh. cool. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like, 
he it, it you don't want no problems. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and and talk about like being raised, you know what I mean? Like the way you was raised too. And 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 most importantly, like the 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 role like, you know, I describe moms as like, you know, like like the godmother of yeah. of of Arizona basketball. You feel what I'm uh-huh. saying? And like all you know, just just the family dynamic of like you know, team dime and like the mm-hmm. shit you created, you know what I mean? Like how that molded you, you know, in an early age. Well, I mean, my brother, you know, kind of, they, they had a kind of thing in Arizona to where I could walk around from wherever I wanted and do whatever I want. You, know, you get a lot of people that try to, you know, check you or he thinks he's good. Let me try to check him. There was none of that. None of you know that. what I mean? Because <laughs> they know they had to deal with my brothers. Yeah. And, you know I mean? That's why I could walk around free. Like, oh, your brother ain't doing this. Your brother in debt. You know, I, I do the same thing to the to the all-white schools that I was doing to the all-black schools. Yeah. So, I mean, there's none they can really say. So uh, I kind of walked around, felt like I couldn't be touched. Yeah. Just because <laughs> of my older brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he was 10 years old. I mean, anything ever went down, it was, hey, dang, where you at? Something's about to go down. It's about he'd, be, to happen. He'd, he'd be 40 minutes away and get there in five minutes. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's going on? And, you know, everything always smoothened out. But Right, because um, it was a lot of haters. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was a sure. ton of haters. You know, because you carrying, you know, right now you got a target on your back from eighth grade. Mm-hmm. You got a target on your back, ninth grade, tenth grade, and and all this shit is doing is just accumulating, right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, coming up in the hood, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's more haters than people trying yeah. to, you know. It, see, it's but I wasn't see, and that was makes it worse because you know I went to there was probably two handfuls of black kids at our school, yeah, and four of them played basketball, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, a lot of that get mad at that. Oh, he's at all white. He's at a white school. He can't play. Yeah, he's playing against all the white kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was that was a talk around me here. But, you know, I've done the same thing to the schools on the west side, schools on the south side that I that I did. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'd, I'd feel comfortable in the games and do whatever I wanted because my brother would be standing underneath the basket, like right. like standing right underneath the hoop <laughs> with him and his him and his guys standing right there. Ref never told him to move or nothing like that. So um, very it, respectful, it was, always respectful, <laughs> enjoying yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so it, it, it was, I grew up kind of like that, but I was always I was on my own a lot. Yeah. Like a lot with my friends, I played basketball. We we walk to the parks, we do whatever we had to do just to play basketball, man, and. You know, I try to teach the kids that I that I've been coaching and stuff that you got to do more than just what we're doing here. Yeah. And a lot of kids don't nowadays. You got the video games, you got the phones that you're on, yeah. stuff like that. So um, it kind of keeps you indoors a little bit. But um, that's the way I was grew up. And then my mom, you know, so my mom worked two jobs. Yeah. She um, was there. I see her. She pick us up from you know maybe like six o'clock after her first job and then go close. My dad had a bar yeah, and she used to go close the bar like at night. So, I mean, I, it's very rarely that I saw my mom, but she pushed me, you know I mean? I, I, I knew I was better than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So growing up as a kid, mom, I'm going to my friend's house. Uh-uh. You coming to go train over here. You need some foot speed. You need to, you know, athleticism. We're going to work on your strength in here. Mm. Mom, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. 
But then after a while, once I seen that shit starting to work, and me, like, people don't understand. Like, I, I was dunking on people in high school. And stuff. People, <laughs> hey, don't, dog. people don't hey, see that. Hey, hey, you used to do everything. Dunk, lobs, down, you know, all that down the middle dunk. Uh, mm -hmm. No look passes. You, it was like Jason Kidd, Magic, and Penny Hardaway all rolling the one in high school <laughs> when I was. <laughs> but, I mean, it was fun. We just, we just went out there. And once I seen that it was working and the results I was getting, she didn't have to pull my coattail no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was always like, when we going back? When we going back? And uh, once I got to college, that's when I realized, hey, because I can I could score the ball. I was never really known as a shooter, but I could score. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I shoot threes, but it wasn't like a, oh, get some, get some. You know what I mean? I'm shooting because yeah. I'm getting a lot of shots. But once I got to college, I realized, Hey, ain't nothing gonna stop me from getting where I need to get to, and yeah. that's when I started busting my ass and got the work ethic that I have to this day of you know making three hundred shots with just me and this other guy uh, during the off season NBA making seven hundred fifty jump shots, just doing that stuff. I got that work ethic once I realized like this is gonna this is gonna get me to where I need to get to. Yeah, I love that, and then I want to I want to backpedal because I want to talk about one just like you know. To whom is uh, what did it say? To whom is much much is given, much is expected, or whatnot? What, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm, I know I'm I know I'm fumbling that. I ain't, I'm the smartest <laughs> you know tool in the shed. Um, but you know, in high school, it was like senior year, right? They trying to hate on you, not putting you on a magazine, right? Mm -hmm. and, and not putting you in the magazine. They put you in the magazine. That paved the way for a lot of us. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. the light on a lot of West Coast guards coming up. You know what I mean? Like, we had yeah. J-Kid, but J-Kid was gone. And, you know, mm -hmm. when you go to the league, they ain't talk about nothing local. So you was, like, next up and next to come. You feel what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, you know, you walking into your senior year. I remember Nike camp. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't even know if you remember we played. I played against you at Nike camp. See, so I'm, I'm wondering why I'm wondering why you weren't on our team. Hey, dog, they put me on the southeastern. Y'all had it was you, Kenny, so Illusion me. It was no room for me. Corey Benjamin, we yeah, everybody was. Had a everybody Y'all had a squad. Chris Burgess, I think, was on that team. Yeah, we, Ortiz, we had everybody. Jenkins, man, I used to come watch y'all play. All the time, dog. After our game, I'd run over there to watch okay, Who'd play. you play with out there? What team did they have you on? Uh, it was, what team did they have uh, you on? Southeast. It was me, Damian Fishback, Vince, uh, I think his, I forget his name, Vince something, um, Pablo Machado. Uh, we, yeah. we, we played y'all in the finals. We wound up making it to the finals. Okay. Yeah. Only team we lost, I remember we lost to Mateen Cleves' team. Yeah, Mateen. Yeah. And I never, that's the first time I heard about him. I, I, he came out. And he, that, that was a strong motherfucker, man. He came out and was physical. I'm like, damn. You know what I mean? So that's the first time I seen him. But they, that's the only team that beat us out there. But, you know what I mean? You, you go with me and Mateen, still close friends to yeah. this day. Yeah. Uh, that was, was like, that was a big deal, though. I think yeah. that put him on the map because uh -huh. it was like, yo, like, who is this? Who is this dude talking all the time? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Nobody knew who he was, bro. Uh, and he and he looked like a football player. 
Yeah, yeah. And dog, Same he height with about forty pounds on me. Hey, Fifty dog, pounds on. Me. Hey, he dogged me out, and like he came. Hey, I think he did hey, dog me too. Hey, dog, he ran me off the sideline, pushed me, all that. I was like, hey, bro, I'm a little dude out here. Man, that, that Nike camp was some of the some of the best moments for me. Like yeah. watching you, you know what I mean, and like just your maturity, right? How mm-hmm. you know, no matter every game y'all won, except for the game y'all lost. Even after when y'all lost, it was hype, and you won the championship. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you just stay consistent and went on about your business. What what mm-hmm. what is that, right? As a point guard. Right, and you coming up, and you pl- you know you playing this position, like what? What is that essence that that you've mastered? That maturity, like where does that shit come from? It's just that I put. I feel like I put. I put the work in to where I expect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't put the work in. Or they put the work in and then they stop working. But I put myself. I was telling, like I tell my kids, like. You're supposed to make threes, right? Yeah. Well, you don't need to do all this bow and arrow shit after you make one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can understand if you make five or six or seven. Right. Then, but not after one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my my mindset was just like, act like you've been here before. That's kind of kind of like Barry Sanders. I looked at the Barry Sanders growing up. Mm. And every if you watch him score touchdowns, he never celebrated. He would just give the ball to the ref and just run to the sideline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I like that. It was just like, expect you expect to score your touchdown you expect to make baskets i expect to knock those shots down because i work on them so much and i expect to make them when i miss that's when i get upset you know what i mean so when i make it it's something that i feel like i've been doing and getting myself prepared for to do when when you were when you were in high school or 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 coming up who were some of the point guards that you kind of watched or studied or, or 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 patting yourself out there I love Jason Kidd. So I, I, I so Jason Kidd was a senior when I was in eighth grade. Wow! And you know, I mean, I just watched basketball. I never really like studied or anything like that. I just loved watching basketball. And so I remember I was in eighth grade, and he had a picture in the paper, the USA Today. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like, "Damn, Mike, he looked he looked just like y'all look just like." <laughs> so I was like, "Damn!" So that he became my favorite player. Since then, you know, yeah. I watched him at Cal. I watched him, you know, when he was in Dallas the whole years that he was playing. And and when I was in college, he was for the he was with the Suns and uh, ended up playing pickup games and learning stuff from him out here That's in crazy. Phoenix. So I mean, we have one of the best runs, you know, probably besides LA out here yeah. that that when they first started, we had yeah. every, every pro was out here playing in LA Fitness, a small court. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I mean, we had five, six, seven games waiting. But everybody was here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, growing up, it was him. You know, I just, I tried to pat my style after him. I just tried to, you know, be fast and quick and um, try to shoot, you know, try to, I just try and do a little bit of everything he right. did. You know, I mean, as far as how, like, you always watch him, how fast he was. Yeah. You know, that was one of my main things, try to be fast up and down the court and just, you know, do what I got to do in, in, in the win. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. Yeah, I love that. And then was it a no-brainer that you were going to Arizona? You know what? 
I took an unofficial visit to UCLA. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I so I, I went that. there my my senior year, and, and I mean it, it was it was close, but like I remember Jim Herrick was the coach. I went and met with him, but I was that could have been me and you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know. I never, in the back I never Except for you and I never, JT. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't even know. You know what I mean? I wasn't even thinking about it because I didn't want to be far away from home. Right. You know what I mean? Because I, I, Tucson's an hour drive from here. So I just, you know, get back in the car and drive here. But UCLA was a close second behind U of A. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like as far as the trip, that's what probably killed us—the travel. Yeah, and I would have been there by myself. Yeah, and you know, what I mean, it was yeah. I was a mama's boy. Yeah, so I mean, it would have been tough for me to be out there. Who knows how it would have turned out? You know yeah. what I mean? I, I got to go home every weekend when I was up here. Man, and, and plus the campus, the campus on Tucson is excuse me. The campus on Tucson made me want to go there. Uh, my freshman year, yeah. when I came to see, uh, when we came to play, y'all, uh, I was telling mm-hmm. uh, JT, I said, "Man, we had three days before we played." <laughs> y'all, I was, <laughs> I was done off when the game started. I was like, "Shit, man, we got to play." I forgot what we was in. <laughs> it was so nice. <clears throat> Bro. Not much around, but the campus was beautiful. Man, that's that. Like when I took my official visit there. Before I left, I said, that's where I'm coming. Yeah. You know, and, and that was, I didn't even get a chance to take any official visits. That's the only one I took. Yeah, and that's crazy. And then you you wind up at Arizona. You're All-American, McDonald's All-American, Player of the Year, you know, uh, all the accolades. And you go to Arizona, and Arizona has a point guard, Jason Terry. Jason mm-hmm. Terry was on the last episode, like – Shit, man. I was thinking about getting up out of there, and if it wasn't for Lute Olsen, right, mm-hmm. Lute Olsen, he was like, Lute Olsen taught him how to be a man and how uh-huh. to approach things like a man. And then he said, you know, when you came in, you know, you know how JT is. He was like, he mm-hmm. tried everything. <laughs> man, talk, talk, talk about that experience walking into Arizona. You know JT there. He waiting for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He ready to he he ready to bite, scratch. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, I tried everything. This like, it was just so goddamn good. Like talk I, about my mentality was just like, I'm. I want to start. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I felt. I felt me and JT could play together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just. I mean, just you know, play four guards and one big man. Yeah. You know, because we had Michael Dickerson. He was a small forward guard. I mean, he was. He, could, he, he was could strong be both. as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like he could. You know, he could have played. You know, we could play four guards. That would have been time to play four guards. But um, there was times when me and JT were in there together too in Excel too. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I'm, it wasn't not, it wasn't just about starting, it was just about being able to play our game and Coach Olsen let us play to our strengths. You get a lot of college coaches nowadays that don't let kids play to their strengths. Right. And you know, it doesn't look good, but Coach Olsen let us play to our strengths. I think that's why we were so good. Yeah, I mean shit, y'all were real good. We played against y'all. I don't think I think we beat y'all once. I mean got one college you, victory. That's it. Shit. Uh shit. When uh, you came in when I was a sophomore, right? Yeah. Uh, so we, we got we, you. Uh, we only uh, lost to USC. Nah, we beat you. Uh... No, hell no. Not when I was there. 
We uh, went 17 and 1 my sophomore year. Ain't that a bitch? We did not. <laughs> we was up. We was up. Y'all, y'all walked us down in Polly. Hey, I remember I used to hate playing your ass. Hey. Too. I'm like, you know, come in here and pick me up and ride me in my chair. I can't even turn around. I'm like, I hate it, God. I hate playing against you. I hate playing even throughout the league, man. Like I said, I was just on the podcast for um, the Hoop Dreams guys. Uh-huh. The two, you know, Hoop Dreams. And I named you one top of, toughest five players I had to guard. Yeah. And, you were a bitch to guard, man. I just <laughs> you you were fast as shit. You were you were fast and quick. Yeah. Those guys, those guys always gave me problems. You know, yeah. usually you find guys that are maybe he's just fast. Yeah. Or he's quick. Yeah. You know, or can't shoot. So I mean, yeah. there, there's always a weakness in, in, a, in a point guard that you could be able to to try to take advantage of. You didn't you didn't have none. Man, you know what I mean? So I, I named you. I named um, Tony Parker. Crazy. I named, I mean, so I mean, I, I went through the guys, but you were one of the toughest players I had to guard because I know uh, coming in, you gonna you could shoot, you're athletic as shit, you're quick as shit, you're fast as shit, and you're tough. You know, what I mean, a lot of people weren't dogs. You were you were a fucking dog, yeah. and you know what I mean. I ain't even bullshit. I didn't eat before the you game, it, bro. Like, either you have it in you, either you have it and you don't, and you had it. You yeah. know, what I mean? a lot of people like Stephon Marbury. Oh my yeah, god! I I he was a dog. Killer to guard. Hey man, That's what hey, I'm he just kept coming at you, bro. <laughs> hey, if you score, he thirty-five times, bro. If you score, Steph is coming right back at you, bro. <laughs> and then again and again and again. Yeah. Hey, uh, That's- Steph gave me my wake-up moment in the NBA where I was just out there. And he was rolling, and I think he got an and one. And he was like, he turned around, and he said, yeah, motherfucker, you can't guard me. You can't hold me. And I was like, damn, I just got in the game. <laughs> I didn't know what to say, bro. I didn't know what to say. And I turned oh, to Eldon Campbell, and he looked at me, and he going to say, damn, you going to let him talk to you like that? And I was like, Hey, bro, I, ain't know. I know you went back at him, though. I know hey, you. Man, all I wanted to do was fight. After that, I was just <laughs> mad. I just, I, I was just on filing. I just started filing. I was just went and sat down. Oh, I, I was, I was, I was. My nerves were so, my nerves were so killing. Like, what was, what was like your welcome moment? You know what I mean? As far as like, who was that point guard when you came in the league? But I'm on- it was a team, so I so my first game, uh, my first my first preseason game was the Portland Trailblazers. Uh-huh. So you know they had Damon Stoudemire, <laughs> yeah. Um, but everybody everybody else was six eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had Scottie Pippen, they had Rasheed Wallace, Steve they had Smith. Dale Davis, that a uh, Sabonis. So everybody, them them motherfuckers were traveling <laughs> all over the court. I couldn't I couldn't see shit. You know what I mean? They, they, they had people from Rasheed coming and trap me. I was like, damn, man, it's gonna be tough being out here, man, for for this. So I mean, that that was my welcome. That was my first game, and I was like, damn, it's gonna be a long season if I gotta go through this shit every day. <laughs> what was it like playing for the Vancouver Grizzlies? It was it was tough. You know what I mean? We we were. You know, going into a team, I can't remember if the if the Hornets were uh expansion team when you came in. No, we I don't were like know ten, I think we were like ten years in or something like that. Okay, so so I was I think five. Mm-hmm. So our our veterans were Sharif Abdurrahim, mm-hmm. twenty one, Country Reeves, probably twenty two or twenty three. You know, we had some older guys on there like 
Grandma, you know, Doug West. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, some older guys, but those weren't the captains. You know what I mean? Our yeah. captains were our best players, and they were the youngest guys. So, you know, we were in a lot of games. We just could never finish them. You know what I mean? We started out – I think we, we went – first year was we went 8-42. and 42, So, there was only 50 games my yeah. first year. yeah. And so the next year we start out four and four. So we're like, shit, it ain't gonna, we end up winning 24. We, uh, I can't remember. I think we won like 22 games that yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Ended like 22 and 60 something. But the first year was the toughest for me because we only played 50 games, right? Yeah. So we won. It was a lockout too. Yeah. So I'm saying, so we were, listen, we were four and four. We mm-hmm. started out that year four and four. We ended up eight and forty-two. So we had like, <laughs> so we had like, we had like three double-digit losing streaks that in hurt. a fifty-game season. Hey, bro, that hurts. It's just, I couldn't believe it. Coming off a national start- championship, you know what I mean, with Arizona and like walking people through the NCAA championship, <laughs> going seven and one in the Pac-12. You know what I mean? We didn't even have a tournament. You, you, you in the tournament, you just fucking pew, you just but took we, off. But we were hoping to make the tournament. Remember, we got like my freshman year, we got like fifth or sixth in the Pac-10. Yeah, that's and right. And we ended up getting a four seed. We were hoping to make it. So with so going to Vancouver, I remember the draft, right? Uh-huh. So it was supposed to be between me and Oliver Candy on who was going to go first pick. So like it came down to like the last minute of the draft. So and it was the Clippers had the first pick, Vancouver yeah. second, and what Boston third or something. Denver, like that? Denver, Denver third, third um, Golden State four, yeah, Toronto five, yeah. Um, Six guy, I think I tracked the trailer. Yep, that was Milwaukee. That was a Milwaukee Dallas trade. Six and seven eight. got white chocolate. Yep. Uh, Pierce went 10 that draft. Yeah. Um, Dirk went nine. Dirk went nine. Yeah. Yeah. And he got traded. So going, yeah. So going into the draft, the draft's in Vancouver. So it's the only year it's in Vancouver. So I remember um, I just turned 20 years old. Um, I go upstairs, I'm talking to the GM and the coach. And I just told him, I'm looking out the window, it's raining, it's dark. And I just looked at him, me and my mom were up there. And I said, it's no offense to you guys, but I don't want to play here. And they're, <laughs> I mean, you know I mean? I didn't want to, I didn't want to seem like I was too bigger than what I really was. So I just you know I kept it simple and, and you know, it was nice about it. But, um, and they were like, well, we're gonna pick you anyway. Yeah, got no choice. Yeah, so I mean, I you know I I was looked upset there, but it was was, I was blessed to be drafted that high and and be drafted at all. But a twenty year old kid moving to Canada, I was kind of upset about, you know, because I had I had my family. I was moving there, you know, our newborn son probably was you know two or three years old. Yeah, Uh, my family came. It was just gonna be tough. That's why. That's what I was scared of. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So to where like, damn, I don't think I can make it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Come from Arizona, it rains twenty Never. days out of three hundred to sixty five. You know what I mean? Right. To go into a place that rains every day it was gonna be it was gonna be a, a struggle for me, I thought. Yeah. Um and just a losing team, it was tough all the way around, man. And just like things happen for a reason. You know, maybe I didn't go to the Clippers because maybe I might have been fucked up if I 
went yeah. there. You know, yeah. turned out turned out bad. You know how the Clippers was. Back the Clippers then. were terrible too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the whole like everything around them was bad. Bad, like, it, bad energy, you know juju. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm just glad I didn't. It didn't end up that way. You know what I mean? Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.